Hello everyone, welcome back to Don't Be a Drag here on 91.9 WLJS. My name is Patrick Yim and I am your host of this show here on Wednesday nights. This week we have a very special guest, Miss Obscenity. She has recently moved back to Birmingham, Alabama from Orlando, so we are super excited to get to talk with her. Obscenity, how are you doing today? I am fan-freaking-tastic. How are you? Doing great. We're super excited to see that you're back in town and getting a lot of great work done. Uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got to Birmingham. I got back to Birmingham. <laughs> um, I moved away about five years ago. I had been offered a job in Nashville, Tennessee, and so I uplifted my life and moved there. Um, I was there for about four years, I guess. Um, when an opportunity came up for me to live in Florida and do some work down there, and I did it. I got down there, and I had a great time in Florida. I met a lot of great people, but I was just so homesick down there, and I missed my family and my friends and everything, and I just made the decision that, you know what, this life's too short to not be happy, and so I was I knew I'd be happier at home, so here I am. Hey. I am ecstatic to be home. <laughs> Now, I know you just recently got a new job. Tell us a little bit about that and what you'll be doing back in Birmingham there. I just got a job with Birmingham AIDS Outreach. Um, they are a nonprofit AIDS service organization. And I'm going to be the testing coordinator for a program there called BCHIP. Um, and so I'll be setting up testing events all over Birmingham and hitting our target um, with, this, with this program. All right. Now I'm going to get into a little bit about the other work that you do as obscenity. The showgirl side. Yes. I've had a lot of fun watching you and the stuff that you've done since you've gotten back. I actually just got your name through a couple of the girls who work at Owls, and I looked you up, followed you, and saw the great stuff you're doing. And now I'm super excited to see that you're back in town so we get to see a little bit more of you. But I know you are famous for impersonating a very, very special music star, Miss Reba. So tell us how you came about taking on that persona and some of your character. So I've been doing drag now for 15 years. Um, it'll be 15 years next month. And um, preface that by saying I've been a Reba fan all my life since I was a little kid. Um, when I was like five or six years old, I was a big Reba fan. My first Reba concert was in 1989. I saw her several times up the 90s. I've been a fan all my life. I saw a TV show, you know, just followed her everywhere. So I started performing 15 years ago. And of course, I did Reba songs every now and then. I would do a little Reba song and stuff. But I never really thought I could actually look like her. And a friend of mine would always encourage me, you've got to figure it away to do her as a character because when you perform her songs, you emulate her, you act like her on stage. And it was something I never really even thought about. And so, you know, it took me uh, about 10 years. Yeah, about 10 years um, that I started doing Reba as a character. And I was actually inspired by another entertainer on, uh, there are ways you can change your look and your makeup. Uh, with your makeup, you can change your look and how you, how you look. But, that doesn't always make you look exactly like the person. And I was watching an entertainer who's a famous Dionne Warwick impersonator. And she was making this face before she went on stage. She was looking at this frown. And I realized that that was the face she made when she was on stage. And she did that on stage. She made this frown face. And that's what made her look like Dionne Warwick. So 
So I started playing around with my makeup and making faces in the mirror, basically, trying to see if I could make myself look anything like Reba. And one day I was doing it, and I had, you know, drawn my lip on smaller and done my eyes a certain way and had the wig ready and everything and playing around. And um, one of my friends was watching me and goes, stop, right there, that's it. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, okay, that kind of works. Now let's try it on stage. And the reaction that I got when I walked on stage for the first time, trying to look like Reba, blew my mind. I was like, oh, maybe I've stumbled onto something here. You know, like maybe this is going to work. And it's been a joyride ever since then. Like I've been, I'm constantly learning and trying to better it. But Reba is the reason I wanted to be an entertainer. She inspired me to be an entertainer, especially throughout the 90s with her big shows and the elaborate costume changes and dancers and all of that. I wanted to do that. And so when I started doing her as a character, people would ask me a lot of times, well, how do you emulate her like that? I'm like, and I thought about it. I was like, I think it's because she did inspire me when I was a kid. I would watch her stuff on television and go to her concerts and things. And then I would go home and go in my room and I would do those things. So I was, I've been practicing this all my whole life, preparing <laughs> for this role that I never even thought I would do. So I know that this is a big part of who you are as an entertainer and just one of your personal favorite things. But what are some of the other things that you like to do when you are performing and doing drag? Because I know Reba is a big thing, but I know you like to do a lot of other stuff as well with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I'm a showgirl at heart. I love the glitz and, gla the glitz and glam. I love the feather costumes. You know, I, make, I make my own headdress costumes and things like that. Um, I love showgirl drag. Love, and especially like older showgirl drag. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of my personal favorite. And then drama too. Um, I love to act out music on stage. And so if you can give me a good dramatic Celine, like a Celine Dion ballad that I can go on stage and just just pour out that emotion from the song, uh, that's what I live to do. Also, along with coming back to Birmingham, you are now working with Owls on Seventh as one of their entertainers. What are some of the things that you get to do through working with that show? Because I know last week we talked with Miss Emberly from the Corner Bar down in Opelika, and she told us a little bit about how everything works for her as the director. But uh, how are things there with you and that Dreamcast? Oh, thanks for one of uh, the, the girls and I have worked together forever. Um, you know, I was on cast there before I left Birmingham uh, for several years, and so we're. A good team. We we are very three or four like diverse entertainers. We're all very different, and I think we complement each other really well in that way. Um, I am now booking the shows at Owls on Seventh, um, and that's a lot of fun because I've gotten to travel a lot um, over the last few years and meet a lot of wonderful people. And I'm going to get to bring them to Birmingham so that Birmingham can meet them and be entertained by them. Uh, there's a young queen from Orlando, Florida, named Carmen Cavalli, who I just worship. I love her drag. I love her aesthetic. And she, I'm bringing her here. She's coming in November, I think November 10th. She'll be at Amazon 7th with us, and I can't wait for Birmingham to see her. Ooh, very nice. That sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Have you done anything else really big? Because I know you just said you're bringing her in November, but have you gotten to travel anywhere else recently, or do you have any other plans on going anywhere specific? I've traveled a lot over the last over the last few years. One of my favorite places that I get to work, I've worked there about three times now, is Fort Worth, Texas. 
they're a lot of fun. Oh, oh, California. I was in California last year, and I performed in San Francisco and Sacramento. I think it was Sacramento. I can't remember exactly. But I was I was nervous, and I was like, oh, you know, did I like Reba out here? You know, I had my showgirl stuff. I had other stuff to do, but, yeah. you know, I wanted to do Reba, too. And so I was nervous. They went crazy. They, it was some of the best audience reactions ever for the Reba, I guess because they probably don't get a lot of country music out there. And so a lot of people told me, they were like, you know, we don't get this very often. So it was wonderful getting to see, you know, that, that side of drag and getting to see something a little different. Yeah. Um, I did a show in, in San Francisco. And then a few days later, I was at another bar down, just down the street, actually. And I didn't bring Reba. Or I didn't plan on doing Reba, and they were like, "Oh no, we really wanted to do it." I was like, "What did the other bar?" They were like, "That's okay, we don't care." <laughs> so <laughs> do it again. I was like, "Okay, well, well let me get my red wig out." <laughs> so, how is doing so much traveling? How does is that hard for you to do to go so many different places on such a tight schedule like that? It can be. Um, the last few years have been a lot easier, um, especially with living in Florida because I didn't have a day job, so all I did was drag and travel. Um, so that wasn't that bad, but it is, it's, it's traveling is, is exhausting in general. And so I know there are days like I'm booked on a Friday night and I've traveled all day to get somewhere and then have to get in drag and perform. And it's, that's, you know, it's a little tiresome, but once I'm in drag and I'm on stage, I'm fine. I'm not tired anymore. I don't think about it. I'm like a robot. Like I just go to work and start entertaining. Or at least yeah. to. <laughs> so outside of obviously the hardship of just traveling and trying to get all that stuff together because it does take time what do you think one of the harder things since starting drag has been for you whether it be personal or it on the drag side um i guess personally um it's drag has changed a lot especially since with repulse drag race come along it's more open more people are apt to like open to it now and everything but for the longest time when i first started performing Guys, if you're to drag, guys wouldn't talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, forget it. And so, I spent a lot of time being single, but it was, in a way, I look back now, I'm thinking, I'm very grateful for that time because I really learned about myself and I really became very independent and realized, like, I, I look at some people now and they jump from relationship to relationship, and I'm glad I did do that. Um, because it's not, I, I just don't think it's, it's healthy. You know, we put ourselves through so much and... I'm kind of rambling right now. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, kind of on the other side, what is one of the better things that you've been able to experience since taking on the persona of obscenity and getting to do all these performances? Oh, I love people. I love to meet people. I'm a people person. And so anytime I travel, I love to meet people and, and get to know them. And one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten is um, doing Reba. Uh, a lot, you know, I have her fans will come and see me sometimes. Like actual Reba fans will hear about me and come see me perform. And I've actually had a couple times someone say, well, you know, I have never gotten to see her in concert, but seeing you is the next best thing. And that is like the biggest compliment anyone could ever say to me. It's, it, it just it gives me chill bumps every time I think about it. <laughs> So, since you have become such a big performer and have gotten to go across the world, have you given any thoughts to possibly going a little bit higher? Because I know a lot of queens do end up auditioning for RuPaul's Drag Race and other areas. Have you given any consideration to doing that yourself? I have auditioned uh, for RuPaul in the past. Um, 
and I do plan on auditioning again. Um, every time I want to be on the show, it's such a great platform for entertainers to get to travel. It's um, it really boosts your career beyond belief. Uh, my best friend was on the show, and that's part of the reason I moved to Florida was to live with him and help him take care of his household because he was traveling all the time. He was gone, like I never saw him. And um, I want that, you know. I I'm, I want to be an entertainer. I want to travel and entertain people until I can't. And I will do. I'm going to constant. I constantly push myself and try to grow and try to do better things and try to get new things and go new places and whatever I can do. I, I won't stop. Now, speaking of one of your close friends, to those who don't know out there, Obscenity is really good friends with Miss Trinity Taylor, who was on season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how, not just the RuPaul Drag Race side, but how the closeness is with drag families, because I know they talk about it on the show a lot, about how these girls become your friends, your sisters, and you just develop a close relationship, but... Y'all have actually had a closer relationship from when you worked together in Birmingham and Orlando. Tell us a little bit about that side and the aspects of a drag family. Trinity and I started performing around the same time. She started just a few months before I did. And we met um, around that time, around the time that I started performing. We, we met for the first time. And I was offered to do a show and... You know, I didn't know how to do my makeup and everything yet. Trinity was still learning, but she offered to help me. And so we, she did, and we ended up hanging out a lot and getting to know one another and started working together. And she was just a great person that always pushed me and um, she would challenge me a lot. So like I was speaking earlier about um, the person that was kept telling me, you've got to do Reeve as a character, you've got to do Reeve as a character, it's Trinity. That whole time she was like, tell me, you've got to do this. So... Getting to know her, working together, she's the kind of person that we're complete opposites, but we're, it's, there's something about our friendship that just works really, really well. Like, we can disagree on things, but we don't argue or fight. We don't ever get dramatic and get mad at each other. We just go on about our lives. It's, it's, it's a different friendship that I've had with a lot of people, but it, it's, it's more like a family. It's more like, that's my sister, and, you know, whatever, I'll deal with it, you know? Yeah. Um, drag families come about, I think, how that all started, you know, back in the day, people would come out of the closet and their families would disown them and, and kick them out. And so they would come out to the gay bars and they would meet, you know, other people and, and drag queens too, you know, always have that kind of, people, I think people come to drag queens for like that motherly feeling sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some, some queens can actually possess that. And it, I think that's how all that started was, you know, they made their own family and within the gay community and it's a tight-knit group always you know my my drag family is a very tight-knit group we're all very close um we would do anything for one another and that's it's just like what real family should be um unfortunately you know there's a lot of, of gay people that come out and their families get, you know won't have anything to do with them lucky for me i never had that problem so speaking of your um, family how how did they take the aspect of you taking on drag and beginning this whole new world to a lot of families as an entertainer. Oh, my family is, I love it. My, um, I, I told my mom that I was gay and that I did drag on the, at the same time. And, um, I didn't know what to expect. And she was like, well, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. And the next 
next thing I know, she's coming out to see me perform. And I remember the first time um, I was competing in a pageant and I'd walked on stage. It was the first time my mom came to see me perform. And she was on her feet with my grandmother, actually came with her as well. And they were both on their feet, standing and screaming and clapping the whole time that I was on stage. And it was an amazing feeling. Um, my sister uh, comes to see me perform. My brother uh, is a huge fan. They, they, it's 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 a good feeling. I love it. Yeah. Very supportive. Um, my mom is so proud of everything I do. Every little detail. Like if I can, my, my picture is in a little magazine or something like that, my mom has to have a copy <laughs> of it so she can keep it. You know. Yeah. So every little thing. Speaking of your family, I remember um, this past June, actually, at the drag brunch you did in Birmingham, that one of your family members was actually there, and getting to see the excitement and the pictures that you posted were just great, but if I'm not mistaken, she was actually supporting another one of the queens that was there. My mom, yes. Okay, so that's a funny story. I, I called her out about it, but it was all my fault. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Before brunch started, my mom had spilled her drink on her shirt. <laughs> and so she came to the dressing room. She was like, oh, I've got this all over my shirt. I was like, well, here, put mine on. Because I was changing into mm-hmm. drag, so I didn't have my shirt on anymore. And I wore my Chad Michaels t-shirt. Because I'm a <laughs> huge Chad Michaels fan. She's a dear friend of mine. I love her to death. And um, I wore it because I was working with Chad, so I was going to be cute and wear it. So my mom put my shirt on, and I had to make fun of her and call her out for that. But... She is awesome. My mom has uh, is probably as famous as I am in Birmingham. Um, they were even, she's hosted uh, BAO Bingo with me, which is a charity event that Birmingham AIDS Outreach does once a month. And she's been my ball caller, and we've even performed together. We did the Judds, Lion uh, and, and Naomi at Bingo. And they've given her the name Mom Sanity. <laughs> and so... There are people, I swear, there are people that are bigger fans of Mom Sanity than they are of Sanity. Well, hey, you you just keep working because one day you will be just as famous as your mother. <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I strive to be. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of some of the other queens, because I know how close you are with the Taylor family as you've worked with them for forever. Um, tell me about some of the other queens that you've gotten to work with. Who has been... I guess some of your favorite people to work with or what are some of your best memories with some of these other people that you've gotten to work with? I was just talking about Chad Michaels. I worked with Chad for the first time at play in Nashville uh, while I was living there. And she was literally the the sweetest, most humble, most sincere person. And we got to hang out outside of the bar uh, while she was in town and, and talk and get to know each other. And, She's an inspiring person. She's just so wonderful, so professional. Comes in, does her job. She's no drama. She doesn't get involved in drama. And I love that about people because I don't like to get involved in drama. I try to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> and I just I love that about her. She's one of my favorite people to work with. I would work with her every day if I could. I know. I Chad Michaels was actually one of the very first queens that I myself got to see um, when I ended up taking a trip to San Diego and that was just an amazing experience to get to see her and talk with her because before like where we are is obviously not always the most accepting place but I remember the first time I was introduced to drag I actually got to see her on on Logo in reruns of RuPaul's and that was like the first episode I saw was her and then I got to go back and the first person I saw live was her and it was just 
a great experience. So I can I can fully understand that thing with her. Like that's just great to get to be a part of. Who are some of the other people that you've gotten me, to work with? Over the years? Let me say this about Chad really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, being a share fan myself, the first time I worked with Chad, it was, I was a little awestruck. I mean, I've seen Share in concert before, so but just seeing her in person, I was like, oh my god, it's just like standing next to Share. Like, it's is she just that when she's in drag and she's in that moment, she's giving you everything that even the feeling you feel next to her is mm-hmm. that you're standing next to Share. I only hope that I could make people feel that way as Reba. Like, I could only hope that I could make people feel that way. So, tell us about some of the other experiences that you've gotten ex- to do since you've been doing all this traveling. I guess one of the most, this wasn't even traveling, this was while I was living in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was a um, Nashville Pride. I did the Nashville Pride pageant my first year there, well, living there, and one, so I got to perform at their festival. And I did a couple of things for the Pride uh, board throughout the year and everything. And the next year for the festival, they asked me to come back and host the festival, MC the festival. And so I did. It was the year of the marriage equality ruling. And it had happened the day before our festival. There were over 20,000 people there that day in the park. Wow. And there was so much love and happiness that it was just an overwhelming feeling and to get to be on that stage in front of those people and just be a part of that day is something I'll never forget like it was one of the most amazing experiences for me it was hot as hell and I was in drag for about 17 hours but it did not matter Mm -hmm. I didn't care so I know a lot of times going to these pride events for a lot of us, it's our first time to get to experience the LGBT community and how close a lot of people are and how accepting it is. What is something that you would want to say to somebody who this may be their first time interacting with somebody in the community or even first time interacting with a queen that you would want to tell them to maybe help them figuring things out? Yeah. Without saying the word F what everybody else says. Mm-hmm. Don't care what anybody says about you or thinks about you. You be you and who you want to be. Be the best person that you can be and forget everyone else. People are always going to talk about you. People are always going to start rumors. There's always going to be that. It's just part of life. It's not you. It's everyone. It's all over the world. It's how it happens. Forget them. Live your life how you want to do it, and don't worry about what anybody else says. And similar along those lines, what is something you would also want to say to somebody who may be starting drag for the first time? Stop. Run. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, never stop learning. That's the biggest thing. I, that's one thing that in 15 years I've seen queens over the years that are still performing, and they're exactly the same way they were the first time I saw them. Never stop learning, never stop changing and growing, and never be afraid to try new things. Um, there were a lot of times that I heard like music that I wanted to do and things that I wanted to do, and they may not have been exactly my style or what worked for me, but I tried them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they worked, sometimes they didn't. But you have to experience, you have to experiment, you have to keep trying and learning. I'm always trying to better my makeup. I'm always trying to better my costuming. All of 
All right. And before we head off for the day, I would like to obviously give you a plug and your social media. Um, if anybody is wanting to look you up and just get in contact with you or see what it is that you do, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I'm on Facebook. I do have a fan page on Facebook. It's for obscenity. It's O-B-S-I-N-I-T-Y. Um, and I'm also on Twitter. And my favorite is Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, and I'm at Confessing Sin um, on Twitter and Instagram as well. All right. Well, if you guys are interested in following her, please make sure to check out her social media as well as make sure to check out our social media. Don't be a drag on Facebook, 91.9 WLJS. And, and yes, I'm also at Owls on 7th every Friday and Saturday night at 1130. So come see me there. Yes, and make sure to follow their page because they have a lot of great events that they do throughout the year. And Absolutely. I know with this fall, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up soon. So make sure to follow their pages. And if you have any questions about the stuff they're doing, get in contact with them because they're really quick at replying and they'll be happy to answer any questions you have. But with that, we are unfortunately out of time and we are going to go to a break real quick and throw on some more music for you guys. But thank you again, Obscenity, for coming on and speaking with us today. We loved having you. And oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much. Yes. And with that, guys, we will be right back after this. <laughs> 